lads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Welcome, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics, the home of traditional and wholesome stories for youngsters. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, welcome! And a very special thank you to my loyal listeners, the Bears, the Unauthorized, Cross Pointers, and my region listeners who tune in each and every episode, and especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, support me on Patreon for five bucks a month or subscribe to unauthorized.tv. Go to junior and click on the Patreon link. Okay. I have a special announcement. I just opened a PO box. That is a mailbox at my local post office. And the purpose of this was I really would like to get to know you, my listeners. And I thought this would be a fun way to interact. So whatever you guys send me, I'll open up live on camera. I'll read your letters, share your artwork, and answer any questions you have. So what kind of things can you send me? Uh, Right now, I think it needs to be in an envelope or a small package, but you can send in any artwork that you guys do. So remember, every episode, you can do any artwork you want. You just make it up, whatever you liked about the story. I know uh, Arwen... She drew a tiger from the tiger, uh, the jackal, and the brahmin. You could write me a letter and tell me what you liked about the story, anything you liked, anything you didn't like. Uh, You can ask me any questions you want about the story or life in general. Uh, I'm a police officer. I was in the army. I was an army ranger. If you guys want to ask me anything like that, I'd be happy to share. You could write me using a lost and found word in a sentence or a short story you make up on your own. And you can ask or comment on any of the history, culture, or or places we discuss. And of course, if you wanted to send me a donation, that would be appreciated also. The address is P.O. Box 1153, Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. That's P.O. Box 1153, Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. Now a special shout out to junior scholar Eli Hull. Eli sent me a sentence of him using the lost and found word folly. Eli has a friend that is full of folly. I don't doubt that for a second, Eli. We all have friends who are full of folly. Okay, let's continue on with our current series, Tales from Europe. And our story today is a Spanish tale called The Half Chick, retold by Andrew Lang. Our geography highlight is the Spanish capital city of Madrid. Our main character in the story travels to Madrid to see the king. And I found out a few fun facts about the city of Madrid. Did you know that Madrid means place of abundant water, but its original name is shrouded in mystery. Legend has it that the original name of the city was Urseria. That means land of bears in Latin. 
I thought the bears would like that. Uh, this was because many bears were found in nearby forests. And the coat of arms of Madrid is a bear reaching up to a strawberry tree surrounded by the seven stars of the constellation Ursa Mayor, which is the great bear. Madrid is also home to the oldest restaurant in the world called Restaurante Botin. I have no idea if I said that right, but you can look it up. It was founded in 1725 and allegedly the secret behind their delicious dishes is the original wood oven, which was constructed in the early 18th century and is powered by a fire that has not been extinguished since the restaurant first opened. Whoa, that's pretty cool. All right, now it's time for Lost and Found Words. Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the show. Our first word is queer. That is queer with a Q. Queer means strange or odd. And you'll find out soon why the main character in our story is, is, is described as a strange, queer-looking creature. Our second word is maize. That is M-A-I-Z-E. Maize is commonly known in North America and elsewhere as corn. It is a large grain plant first domesticated by the native peoples in Mexico. Our third word is cock. That is a male bird, especially a rooster's. Now, who has roosters at home? I want you to send me a picture of you and your rooster, if you can pick them up. I think they're pretty mean, or some of them are. If you send a picture of your rooster to my new P.O. box, that would be awesome. And then we could show everyone uh, your roosters. Our fourth word is entreaty. This means a serious or humble request. So I just propose an entreaty to you, asking you to send me a picture of you or your roosters to our new P.O. box. And lastly, we have the word steeple. I bet most of you know what that is, but a steeple is a church tower and spire. As you're driving around your town, I want you to count how many steeples you can spot. All right, that's all for this week's Lost and Found Words. Now, on to the show. Do you know the golden rule? Treat others as you want to be treated? I think we talked about it in season one, but something this important is worth repeating. In our story today, an odd sort of chicken is born. Actually, half a chicken. For the chicken's name is Madillo Payito, which means half chick in Spanish. Perhaps because he is so different, he is quite discontent at home and is not very obedient or respectful to his mother and siblings. He yearns to be in another place and decides to seek an audience with the king in Madrid as he rushes away from his home and his mother, she yells her last bit of motherly advice to him. Be sure you are kind and civil to everyone you meet. But Madillo Payito was in such a hurry to be off that he did not wait to answer her or even to look back.
story told by Andrew Lang. Once upon a time, there was a handsome black Spanish hen who had a large brood of chickens. They were all fine, plump little birds, except the youngest, who was quite unlike his brothers and sisters. Indeed, he was such a strange, queer-looking creature that when he first clipped his shell, his mother could scarcely believe her eyes. He was so different from the twelve other fluffy, downy, soft little chicks who nestled under her wings. This one looked just as if he had been cut in two. He had only one leg, and one wing, and one eye, and he had half a head and half a beak. His mother shook her head sadly as she looked at him and said, My youngest born is only a half chick. He can never grow up a tall, handsome cock like his brothers. They will go out into the world and rule over poultry yards of their own. But this poor little fellow will always have to stay at home with his mother. And she called him Medio Paito, which is Spanish for half-chick. Now, though Medio Paito was such an odd, helpless-looking little thing, his mother soon found out that he was not at all willing to remain under her wing and protection. Indeed, in character, he was as unlike his brothers and sisters as he was in appearance. They were good, obedient chickens, and when the old hen chicked after them, they chirped and ran back to her side. But Modillo Pollito had a roving spirit in spite of his one leg, and when his mother called to him to return to the coop, he pretended that he could not hear because he had only one ear. When she took the whole family out for a walk in the fields, Medio Pollito would hop away by himself and hide among the corn. Many an anxious minute his brothers and sisters had looking for him, while his mother ran to and fro, crackling in fear and dismay. As he grew older, he became more self-willed and disobedient, and his manner to his mother was often very rude and his temper to the other chickens very disagreeable. One day, he had been out for a longer expedition than usual in the fields. On his return, he strutted up to his mother with the peculiar little hop and kick, which was his way of walking. And cocking his eye at her in a very bold way, he said, Mother, I am tired of this life in a dull farmyard with nothing but a dreary maize field to look at. I'm off to Madrid to see the king. To Madrid, Medio Poito? Why, you silly chick. It would be a long journey for a grown-up cock, and a poor little thing like you would be tired out before you had gone half the distance. No, no, stay at home with your mother, and someday, when you are bigger, we will go a little journey together. But Medio Poito had made up his mind and he would not listen to his mother's advice, nor to the prayers and entreaties of his brothers and sisters. What is the use of our all crowding each other up in this pokey little place? When I have a fine courtyard of my own at the king's palace, perhaps I shall ask some of you to come and pay me a short visit. And scarcely waiting to say goodbye to his family, away he stumped down the high road that led to Madrid. Be sure that you are kind and civil to everyone you meet, 
called his mother, running after him. But he was in such a hurry to be off that he did not wait to answer her or even to look back. A little later in the day, as he was taking a shortcut through a field, he passed the stream. Now, the stream was all choked up and overgrown with weeds and water plants so that its waters could not flow freely. Oh, Melio Poito! cried the stream as the half-chick hopped along its banks. Do come and help me by clearing away these weeds. Help you? Indeed, exclaimed Medio Poito, tossing his head and shaking the feathers in his tail. Do you think I have nothing to do but to waste my time on such trifles? Help yourself and don't trouble busy travelers. I am off to Madrid to see the king. And hoppity kick, hoppity kick, away stumped Medio Poito. A little later, he came to a fire that had been built by some gypsies in a wood. It was burning very low and would soon be out. Oh, Medio Poito, in a few minutes, I shall go quite out, unless you put some sticks and dry leaves upon me. Do help me, or I shall die, cried the fire in a weak, wavering voice as the half-chick approached. Help you? Indeed. I have other things to do. Gather sticks for yourself and don't trouble me. I am off to Madrid to see the king. And hoppity kick, hoppity kick, away stumped Medio Poito. The next morning, as he was getting near Madrid, he passed a large chestnut tree in whose branches the wind was caught and entangled. Adio Paito, do hop up here and help me to get free of these branches. I cannot come away and it is so uncomfortable. It is your own fault for going there. I can't waste all my morning stopping here to help you. Just shake yourself off and don't hinder me for I am off to Madrid to see the king. And hoppity kick, hoppity kick. Away stumped Medio Poito in great glee, for the towers and roofs of Madrid were now in sight. When he entered the town, he saw before him a great splendid house, with soldiers standing before the gates. This he knew must be the king's palace, and he determined to hop up to the front gate and wait until the king came out. But as he was hopping past one of the back windows, the king's cook saw him. Ha ha! Here is the very thing I want, for the king has just sent a message to say that he must have chicken broth for his dinner. Opening the window, he stretched out his arm, caught Medio Pollito, and popped him into the broth pot that was standing near the fire. Oh, how wet and clammy the water felt as it went over Medio Pollito's head, making his feathers cling to him. Water! Water! Do have pity upon me, and do not wet me like this. Ah, Medio Pollito, you would not help me when I was a little stream, away on the fields. Now you must be punished. Then the fire began to burn and scald Medio Pollito, and he danced and hopped from one side of the pot to the other, trying to get away from the heat and crying out in pain. Fire! Oh, fire! Do not scorch me like this! You, you can't think how it hurts! 
Ah, Medio Poito. You would not help me when I was dying away in the wood. You are being punished. At last, just when the pain was so great that Medio Poito thought he must die, the cook lifted up the lid of the pot to see if the broth was ready for the king's dinner. Oh, look here. This chicken is quite useless. It is burned to a cinder. I can't send it up to the royal table. And opening the window, he threw Medio Pieto out in the street. But the wind caught him up and whirled him through the air so quickly that Medio Pieto could scarcely breathe. And his heart beat against his side till he thought it would break. Oh, wind. Oh, wind. If you hurry me along like this, you will kill me. Do let me rest a moment or... But he was so breathless that he could not finish his sentence. Ah, medio paito, replied the wind. When I was caught in the branches of the chestnut tree, you would not help me. Now you are punished. And he swirled medio paito over the roofs of the houses till they reached the highest church in the town. And there he left him fastened to the top of the steeple. And there stands Medio Pollito to this day. And if you go to Madrid and walk the streets till you come to the highest church, you will see Medio Pollito perched on his one leg on the steeple, with his one wing drooping at his side, gazing sadly out of his one eye over the town. Ah, Medio Pollito. <laughs> Those two words have been in my head for two weeks. That was a fun story. I hope you guys like it. And I think the lesson was pretty obvious. I think the water said it best when he said, Oh, Medio Pollito, when I was little stream, you did not help me. Now you must be punished. Well, treat others the way you'd like to be treated, right? Or sometimes bad things might happen to you. Well, what do you guys think? Do you think Medio Pieto got what he deserved? Do you think he was kind and civil to the stream, the fire, and the wind? Let me know, and let me know if you think Medio Pieto got what he deserved. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. And write me letters to my new P.O. Box. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten, so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to Junior Classics Podcast 
at gmail.com. Listening to Junior Classics. And now, some music from Spain. Spain. 